You're listening to Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny. Nick is the CEO of Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny and the 2019 Greeley Chamber Ambassador of the Year. Nick's Snacks also touches on local and global issues through Nick's perspective, offering unique insights into the world's happenings. Prepare to learn something new in this thought-provoking and entertaining show. Everybody, you're listening to Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. I don't know what the hell that was. Happy day. Just happy day. I don't know what day you're listening. I don't know what day it is. I'm just kind of lost. It's okay. Happy day. But happy day. Your, your voice came back in an hour. It's coming back. You, you missed a segment on Nerd Show, and it's it's so much more improved. I gargled toilet water. <laughs> oh, well, the healing mind. properties of the toilet water in this building. Are magnificent. <laughs> Somebody was recommending to me this whole past week without a voice apple cider vinegar, and I cannot. I can't. I just can't do it. I. I cannot. It's gross. It's making me gag just thinking about it. Super gross. Um. Yeah. But it's been. Oh my gosh! I feel like the old lady in Titanic. It's been eighty-four years since I've had my <laughs> darn voice, and it's still True. not back to normal. But I like it. At least it's back. You were Somewhat. squeaking last week. It was hilarious. It was brutal. It was. I didn't like it. You know, and I, I ended up, I think, getting sick. Oh. So I originally lost my voice, what, the 13th and 14th of the great game. So it's been 11 days, 10 days without a voice. Jeez. And, um, you know, all last week I just kind of pushed myself and having client appointments and calls and other things. I just kind of gave up. I go, I got to stop because it took so much energy just to have a conversation um, and I sounded mm-hmm. ridiculous, which was entertaining for everybody. <laughs> yes, it was awesome. Um, but then toward this weekend, you know, I was like, oh, good. I'm going to have a low-key weekend. Nope. Went car shopping. I went to, um, to Fort Collins. We did some shopping, walking around to homemade candle making, to scary movies, to dinner, to golf, to hang. I was like, wow. what did you do on a weekend, Nicholas? Mr. Popular. <laughs> so my quiet. And then this week it just hit me with a wrecking ball and I... Yeah. Needed to take a little bit of time off Monday just to nap at a couple nights of 12 hours of sleep. And nice. here I am. Wonderful. You've recovered. Oh, I'm close. Good. I still don't feel great, but that's I okay. feel so much better than I had. You know, I've noticed that's like the thing with October. It's like crazy books. I also got like kind of sick Sunday night. I don't know what happened. I think I just booked myself like three weeks solid and then... Finally, my body just revolted. <laughs> so embarrassing. It our, was embarrassing. Thank our, you, me. Uh, thank you, me. <laughs> our bodies are, I don't know, I go, 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 go mm-hmm. until my body's like, nope. Me too. And drops the mic. It's not a good way to live. We got to figure something else out. Remember when you did yoga? I do remember those days. Those were good days. I should probably start that again. Yes. Especially remember my... when you did kickboxing? I do remember that too. Oh wow! I missed that. Although that's gosh, different. That was when I got injured the first time playing. You hockey. can just walk to that place. It's just right over there. Kickboxing was fun. Oh, it sounds interesting. I don't know. I need to figure something something out to stay active beyond just one night of hockey a week. Not yeah. great. Not a great way to fight though. Kickboxing. 
I just need to learn how to be left-handed. So if somebody wants to throw a right hook, I have a wide open space to their face. Yeah. Well, as long as you've got goals. I don't know. It's who really I was easy to, to the teach yourself day. to do stuff left-handed and right-handed. <sighs> who was I talking to the other day that said that exact same story? You know, I go, huh? He was a left-handed person, and I think I don't remember. This could have probably all could have been a dream. Maybe it was. He was a ghost the entire time. Maybe you know. Maybe it's it October. It is nearly Halloween. Are you going to dress up? I'm not. I didn't get anything in advance. Well, you could make something DIY. You, I know you have a stormtrooper costume. I know, but that <laughs> seems like cheating when it's Halloween. Yeah, but you made it. Like you should use it as often as you want, and you could win every costume contest. That's fair, but again, I feel like it's cheating. It is kind of cheating. Oh, I don't think so. It's like I don't know. A bunch of Broncos players pretending to be football players by wearing their jerseys and their pads to a Chuck E. Cheese. They are football players. Are they? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. I guess they are a professional team. Yeah. I don't know what your analogy was with the Chuck E. Cheese aspect. (laughs) I don't know. I was making fun of how bad the Broncos are. And I only say that because didn't we beat the Bears? And the Packers. Yep. Which is... I mean, just shocking. How is uh, Chicago doing, by the way, in, in hockey? How are the Blackhawks? You know, they're doing okay. There's a, you know, they're, they're as they say, rebuilding. In fact, Connor Bedard, a generational player, number 98, had his first home game in Chicago the other day. This kid's 18 years old. Aww. Um, and he's just, he's always got a smile. He's, this, he loves to win. I think he's got to learn, and I've got to learn this too in my own <laughs> hockey days, that sometimes you don't win. But... He was the first Chicago Blackhawks since 2007, former captain Jonathan Taves. Um, his first shot was a goal for the Blackhawks, and Connor Bedard's first shot at home as a Blackhawk was a goal. Oh, wow. And did they I, lose? They did lose. But that's something you can't take away. First shot is a goal. And yes. then your stats are just downhill from there. Yes. I mean, there's no way that that can uh, keep up, at can least I, as far as home Can I just go. suggest that uh, you get loose, used to losing? I'm used to losing. Well, like, continue to get used Bears to losing. By the way, I would like I life. would like here's my real suggestion. I want them to change their logo from a, a Native American to a helicopter. Um I mean <laughs> I it. like it. Yes. They could be like the Black Hawk helicopters. They could, but you know what happened in Mogadishu in the 1990s? I don't know what happened. Black Hawk down. Oh. That is a great movie by the way. It's a horrifying story. It is, and uh, the music always mm. gets to me. Uh, have you seen Black Hawk Down, either of you? No. Oh, I have. Of yeah, it's. Have. I'll, I'll watch it if it's on TV. If it's on TV, it's not nearly as violent. They cut some stuff out, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, the music is just just really, really gets to you. It's, it's so emotional. Hans Zimmer. And actually, they think they did the—, oh. the So it's a, based on a true story that happened in, I think, 1993 – as, um, as based on a true story as possible, they always like throw some stuff in there that's not real. And they do. I don't know how much was not real in this, other than probably some embellishment of of scenes. But um, there was a, a raid. This was in um, Mogadishu. Oh, I don't. Even, it's one of the it was, uh, genocide was taking place. Bill Clinton was president. Anyway, he ordered an attack to take out a lead general for uh, those you know rebellious forces. Anyway, they um, 
you send in a couple of Black Hawk helicopters, uh, Delta Force, um, you know, paratroopers, essentially, and then a, a line of Humvees to pick up any prisoners. Well, all was going well until one of the Black Hawks got hit by an RPG and went down and, you know, the U.S. Army was uh, no, no man left behind and um, that turned into damage control there to try to protect the survivors of the crash, but also to recover the bodies. And then Meanwhile, another one went down. And another one went down and... Then the whole city is just uh, collapsing on top of the U.S. soldiers, just the militia coming at them, even kids and stuff with machine guns and uh, um, you know, pistols, rifles, RPGs. Then they were barricading the roads so the, the ground forces couldn't get to them. They ended up having to call on the U.N. Over a 1,000 armored vehicles had to come in uh, over the next day to help recover uh, I think 17 U.S. soldiers died. And, um, oh, wow. One was yeah, kidnapped. I, uh, Mike, I, Mike Durant. I, I always thought was. it was 19. It could have been 17. It's a it's a really good movie. If you're, if you're disturbed by violence, don't watch it. Um, it. It's not violence for the sake of violence. It's actually violence like Private Ryan, like Saving Private Ryan. It's, it's to prove a point that war is very violent. But um, it is a fantastic movie. Like his phone's good. It is. It is very good. It's a good depiction of mm. uh, a historical moment. Eighteen service members died. Another seventy-three wounded. The cast is really incredible. I mean, you have a young Orlando Bloom. Um, you have the guy who played Lucius Malfoy. Uh, oh, love him, Josh. Wait, Hartnett. he's in it. Oh yeah. You have Eric Bana, Ewan McGregor, Tom Sizemore, Tom Hardy, Orlando Bloom, uh, William. Fitchner, you know, oh, oh, okay, I see. I thought you were talking about the young Malfoy. Uh, oh. Jason Isaacs is in it. Um, uh, Ty Burrell, uh, he's a medic. He's um, from Modern Family. He was the dad, Phil Dunphy. I love and him. That, he, I mean, it's such a good film, and it's. Did you did you mention Nikolai Coster Waldo Waldo? Um, yeah, I didn't mention him, but he's... so he he is um, Jamie Lannister. Oh, that's right. He is in that. He was a sniper. Yeah, he was uh, one of the two snipers. It was so at this. I mean, it, it was not an authorized raid. I think General Garrison was his name. He authorized this because they had some intel on a meeting of, of the Mogadishu leaders and or the leaders of the militia. And again, genocide was happening. Thousands of innocent civilians, which we're still no better than we are now in the world. But um, since he didn't authorize that with the UN, you know, that's why it took the forces so long to gather up. But uh you know, you, you after losing the first helicopter, these two snipers were up on one of the other choppers and requested against orders to be dropped off. So these two snipers held off, you know, a couple survivors for in probably just minutes before the entire city seemed to descend upon them. But it is powerful, the sacrifice that they made for each other. And, and uh, they, they won the uh, Congressional uh, Medal of Honor posthumously. Mm-hmm. And that hadn't been done, I think, since even Vietnam, if they were given in, in Vietnam era, but it's a powerful story. Um, when I was asking, when that first came out, you know, I was a kid, I was 12 years old or something. And, uh, talking to my aunt, we had all watched that together at her house and said, so you know, what was it like? You were clearly alive during this. She said, you know, when they reported it in the U S it was just a bad helicopter crash and they lost some service members. And then of course, once the, the veil of secrecy or once they can actually release what actually happened, um, depicts a whole different story Jeez, it's it's a really it's a powerful film it's just like you know savings private ryan saving private ryan except that's a fictional story um with an accurate depiction of of d-day and 
you know, what those soldiers went through in World War II. But, um, yeah, it's for a modern era, which anything after, you know, the Gulf War, where we lost very few service members in one of the best, I'd say, most successful wars we've had against, uh, um, you know, in the, in the Gulf War in the early 90s, um, to lose a soldier is heavy on America these days. And that was a, a hard day, losing 18 and... Do you remember what the name of the book or books the movie was based off of? Because I think the pilot, Mike something, Mike had Durant. written a book, and it was partially based off of what he wrote. He might have been. He was a pilot who got rescued by one of the snipers, and he was the only person taken alive. And he was under, oh gosh, I don't know, under the militia's torture and whatnot for, I don't know how many weeks or maybe months. They ended up <sighs> getting him back after... Uh, uh, Fada Idid, I can't remember his first name, but he was the general of the of the militia. Um, and I don't know, I don't know much about that conflict, I guess, if you will. But it was shortly after that that the U.S. pulled out of of Mogadishu and kind of let things just uh, run their through. course. Yeah, but it all started um, these issues when um, Todd Blackburn, who was portrayed by a very very young Orlando Bloom. Um, <laughs> fell out of the helicopter when they were supposed to be deployed to take the four checkpoints of the corners of the building. And and um, it's not like he, you know, just fell out like, oops, I'm a klutz. He, um, and again, this is based, this is from the movie. I don't mm-hmm. know what actually happened in real life, but um, the in the movie, they were trying to avoid an RPG. And there are so many RPGs in this movie. It's ridiculous. Rocket-propelled grenade. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And RPGs over there, I guess, are like handguns. Oh yeah, it's it was it's it's a phenomenal film. Um, it's not one you, hey, let's have a nice uh, pops <laughs> of popcorn and enjoy a good film tonight. It's <laughs> hey, this is a what I think a very accurate depiction of of a armed conflict and um, tells and me, if you have PTSD, don't go and watch it. Oh, and it's harrowing. I mean, there's some powerful moments there of uh, just that brotherhood and not necessarily it being tested, but yeah, dealing with things that none of us on a daily life, unless we're, you know, trauma surgeons or something <laughs> in a major metro- metropolis area, don't really get to experience. Hmm. Anyway, that was our nice <laughs> recap of Black Hawk Down. Um, truly a really great film. But stay tuned for more Nick Snacks with Alyssa. We'll be back after this break. <laughs> Back to Nick Snacks here with Alyssa Sanchez, Micah behind the glass, as we just make up for last week's no show. I that know. Was, that was on me. I could not speak. You were silenced. Well. Yes. I would not go quietly into this good night, but I was just <laughs> squeaking into the abyss. Yes. Well, that works too. That could have made for an interesting show. <laughs> yeah. But now my throat's just chronically dry and uh, it has helps me understand when I'm announcing for the Colorado Grit, I probably could benefit from voice lessons and getting back into really projecting properly so I don't thrash my voice. But I will say I I get really guttural with the grit, with the grit, you know, it's like Tony the the, the tiger type of thing. 
and yes. there's nothing to protect your throat from just shredding it. So that's true. You, proper strategies. Lubrication of the throat. I drink a lot of water on on game weekends. Honey. Yeah. Lozenges. Oh, you mean consume honey? Yes. <laughs> God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice one. Lozenges. Yes, those things can Apple help. Apple cider vinegar. I'm not a fan either. Although I do like to cook with apple cider vinegar. Like if it's in a recipe, I know that it's going to be a good one. Well, yeah, it's not necessarily. It takes away a lot. You don't get that vinegary taste. Right. They're used a lot in glazes, you know, as you're kind of glazing. a. Um, and I like the taste of vinegar too even, but just not straight. <laughs> it makes me cough thinking about it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That like ketchup. I grew up on ketchup. I still eat ketchup. You grew up on ketchup. In, America slogan. Oh, gosh. The Midwest. <laughs> there you go. The Midwest. Here you go. Um, I mean, we put it on absolutely everything. Pork Did you have chops. ketchup chips? Like, was that a thing? Oh, God, no. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. One of the most horrifying things I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. This is my dad's dad, my grandfather. Um, I remember it was, the, I, th- I think, the night before he was taking me to an air show. I love I love World War II history. I love airplanes. Um, so it was cool. So I stayed the night at Grandpa's, and we had gone to Pizza Hut that night. Lo and behold, like 10 years later, I worked at a Pizza Hut. And I was nice. six, seven, eight years old. I don't know. And I remember being mortified when the pizza came and he asked for ketchup to put on top of the oh pizza. Oh, my gosh. That's, yeah. We joked for years when I started at Pizza Hut. I'm like, why that? We don't serve anything with, why do we have ketchup? I go, oh, it's probably my grandpa who caused such a ruckus. Yes. That now every Pizza Hut has to have a ketchup bottle just in case. Just in case. maniacal Kenny came in to uh, yes. squirt ketchup on top of his pizza. Yeah. When I worked at Pizza Hut, we sold wings. And French fries. So it checked out for us to have ketchup. That's fair. But I had to clean a deep fryer. So we never had the deep fryer. We ran it through the oven, but that was your your Pizza Hut post. I don't know if I remember that you worked at a Pizza Hut. I did. I worked at a Pizza Hut in the summer between my freshman year of college and my sophomore year of college and it was so fun. Did you get free pizza? Well, no. Well, like I could have, but it just wasn't my sister worked at a burrito place that was, like, far superior, oh. so I would just eat her burritos, to be honest. Aren't, aren't you vegan? I w- am, but I wasn't at that point in life. I was just a vegetarian. Oh, okay. So what made you go down the dark path? Uh, I'm kind of a picky eater, so it just kind of worked out. Like, I don't really like eggs, and I don't really like milk, and I'm not that into cheese, and I was a vegetarian for most of my life, so And I, I also don't approve of that sweater. Ah. But it's so cute. I'm wearing a sweater with a bunny on it. It's like an Alice in Wonderland sweater. And it looks Christmassy. It's not. It's Alice in Wonderland. It's the oh, rabbit. From here it looks Christmassy. Well, get over it. <laughs> Drop the bike. I yes. dig it. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Was, was yours a full dine-in and delivery as well? No, mine was just a delivery, which honestly, delivering pizzas was the most fun I had. But the first shift I ever worked... I don't know what I was thinking, but my phone was like dying, like almost dead actively. And on my first delivery, my phone died and I didn't know how to get there and I didn't have a charger. So I just like figured it out. And then I came back and I was like, I need like my sister worked there as well. So she just let me use her car charger. But it was foolish of me. (laughs) There's uh, back in my day of Pizza Hut, which ages 
we didn't have you know GPS or anything in the cars, and even cell phones were the flip phones, and you'd pay oh astronomically my. for directions. So I'll remember when I first started because we were a dine-in and a carry-out buffet and delivery of a huge map that was probably as big as the the, the glass separating the studio and Micah, um, and this significantly reinforced to keep Micah at bay too. I mean, we're talking triple triple bulletproof. Uh, yeah, so you guys don't shoot me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After all my negative comments. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it was enormous and just tracking where you're going to go and finding the different zones and um, teaming up the different uh, orders so you know, you'd know you hit them in, in a, in a, in a, a order that makes sense. Jeez. It so it took intense. skill. It did. And I tell you, I wasn't... I, I'm... Enjoy Greeley, I think, more than a lot of folks do because of the numbering system of our roads. It was mm. a, a quadrant type of layout, you know, grid similar to New York City. And, you know, you have avenues that go um, north and south and you have streets that go east and west. You know, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, you had <laughs> streets just named, you know, Rudisill, Spring Street, Well Street, this street, that street. And this, you know, you got to know your streets. Yeah. And it is so much more complicated because if you say, hey, where do you live? Oh, I'm at the intersection of 35th and 37th. I know where that is. Right. Or at least the general area. But back, you know, in India, where do you live? Oh, Rudisil. Where? Where did it say? Intersects Wells? Where's Wells? Oh, it doesn't go. It's Wells and then it turns into Spring. What? Wait, it turns into a different road? Yeah, but only after this point. That's... And then it goes back to this after the college. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh God. We had it tough, Alyssa. That I understand. And I had the easy life delivering pizzas. Like I would I am not directionally aware at all, but I had the GPS, so I was fine and I could just do it. Uh, like, I have a whatever. question. Uh-huh. Tipping. Uh did people tip nicely or were people just ignorant of your life and how you have to survive well i fortunately did deliver pizzas in the area where most of my friends from high school lived so pretty often it was like somebody's parent and then they would like they ask what are you up to and you say oh i'm home from college so yeah they did me pretty well generally but sometimes people wouldn't tip more often i got people who wouldn't pay for their pizza like they would say they had already paid mm. and i'm not gonna engage in a fight sure take the pizza like what are we gonna do with it i'm not gonna take it away we had a philosophy i don't know if that's still that at pizza hut and it was the customer's always right mm-hmm. and i agree the customer's not always right no. and i think that was the a the, the the age where it stopped being that because folks would learn how to take advantage of it mm-hmm. we had this holy grail of a binder of people who would be chronic callers and, uh, okay, remember next segment, I'm going to totally go into a story and it's way back in my heyday of Pizza Hut. Oh my gosh, I'm excited for that. <laughs> but um, people who would abuse that. And then there were folks, you know, where, okay, you know, we're so sorry we mixed up this order. Of course, it's an inconvenience when you have a food delivered and then you have to exchange it, blah, blah, blah. Here is a credit for next time or whatever. But, um, yeah, but delivery drivers, they're using their own gas. They don't yes, get Putting insurance. miles on their car. And insurance usually doesn't cover you if you're a delivery driver, so no. that's kind of under the radar. But you did get compensated per delivery, and tips are, I mean, sometimes delivery drivers made more than managers. And you could listen to your own tunes. That is true. It was awesome. Do you have a Pizza Hut Tunes Key playlist? No. Well, we might have to, we'll have to get that for next week. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be back with some stories after this break.
Welcome back to Nick Snacks. Talking to Pizza Hut. Oh my gosh. I have stories for days at Pizza Hut. <laughs> some are very good, some are tragic. Oh gosh. What and of course, pizza with? is not as good as any of our pizza sponsors. No, it's true. You know, Pizza Hut home. had, we, we were in, um, in in Fort Wayne, we had some of the best performing Pizza Huts in, in the franchise. In, in, oh, wow. And each franchise had their own tweak on recipes. You still, of course, had to follow, you know, Pizza Hut's branding and, and things like that for the national stuff. But, you know, when I moved to Colorado, the Pizza Huts did not taste as good. Yeah. And I even agree. moving out of our region is like, this sauce isn't right. This, this, these breadsticks aren't, oh, like, blech. But... Here's a fun trivia. Okay. Um, from a, a cost perspective for Pizza Hut. Okay. Um, what is the most expensive pizza to make? Deep dish. Supreme. Like I say, so we'll combine those as a deep dish supreme? Yeah. No. The most expensive pizza to make from the Pizza Hut is cheese. What? Why? Because it's so many different cheeses. Well, just a cheese pizza is just the mozzarella that they have, which I understand is all made by Leprino, just branded differently. Um, no, because if, if I'm going back 15 years from when I worked at Pizza Hut of, uh, let's say, uh, um, we'll say a Supreme Pizza, you had a half a cup, we'll say it's a medium, cool, half the cheese, and you put all the toppings on, then another thing of cheese on top. Well, for a full cheese, you get three times the amount of cheese as any other pizza. Oh. And since cheese was... May not be now, but was the most expensive um, topping to, or ingredient when a cheese pizza has three times the amount of cheese as a normal piece of pizza that became and only charges the one topping that became the most expensive pizza to make. Jeez. So if I wanted to be a jerk, I would go to Fusco, one of our sponsors, or Crazy Carl's, one of our sponsors, or Perry's Pizzeria, one of our sponsors, and say, I want a cheese pizza. Because I want you guys to lose a lot of money. Yeah. That's how you'd get them. Yep. I'm not going to just you, Micah. Just you. One Micah at a time. One order at a time. What were your, like, what was the pizza that you loved as a kid? Like, were you a pepperoni, a sausage? I loved the Pizza Hut pepperoni, too, because you got that little crisp on top. Mm. You know, when people bury the pepperoni, because some pizza companies won't even put a base layer of cheese they just put the ingredients right on the sauce, Jeez. and then they put the cheese on top. It's soggy. A place in Indiana, Raimondo's. Oh, I love. It's probably a place I order most when I go back home. They do that though. Have um, you guys been to Fusco? But you're still yes. We're not talking about Fusco. But no, their I'm pizza just, is I'm great. I'm just saying Fusco has really great toppings. I'm sure Crazy Carl's and Perry's Pizzeria also have great toppings. I've never been there. Well, they don't sponsor Nick Snacks. It's true. Pizza uh, doesn't sponsor Nick Snacks either, but I'm not, just saying. Not yet. Fair. Not yet. Until they hear this. Well, they probably won't. <laughs> I wish you'd just call that something different for the sake of this podcast is not brought to you by Pizza Hut. Exactly. We, but we are open to it. It's not brought to you <laughs> yeah. by Fusco Pizza either, but we like Fusco. It's also, true. we like Crazy Carl's. My God, Pizza enough either. of the sponsors of pizza. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know what? I wish I was sponsored by pizza. Just you, any pizza. I you, love pizza. You'd be Pizza Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs. If I have one more slice of pizza at uh, Fusco Pizza this week, I will be Pizza the Hut. I'm so love it. I love the book it program with Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. Did you have that? No. Oh, you had a you had a little button. And it was the summer reading program. And if you got – you completed your book, I think you could go to Pizza Hut or the library and you get a sticker. Then you got a, a, a coupon, a book it, for a free personal pan pizza. And oh if you got gosh. each of those stars, like a little sticker on your little book it, 
Um, I think if you got five, then you also could turn that in for a bonus personal pan pizza. And I tell you, there's nothing like the smell of a Pizza Hut in the personal pan. You know, when you order that, it's your own individual pizza. They did away with that, which I think is a shame. I know. And not only just for kids, but I think adults need to be, you know, rewarded for reading too, especially in today's era where we could all benefit from (laughs) maybe a little further further expansion of our knowledge. Um, Not just – Reading, but also what we are reading. Well, yeah, I, I want to just start with the reading point at this. Point <laughs> yeah, just we'll, get them reading. But oh, I loved that, and I don't know when they did away with that. But. Yeah, we didn't have that. But when I was a kid, we had Race to Read, which was sponsored by Bandamere, like the racetrack here, and you would mm-hmm. like color in a car for when you like piece of a car when you read a book, and then. If you finished like, so many coloring sheets, you could go to the racetrack for free. Did you ever cheat? I didn't cheat, but my grandpa's a race car driver, so it was kind of funny mm. that I like completed this whole thing. I, we went to the racetrack almost every weekend growing up, and then when is I your grandpa com- famous? No, but he's a local legend. I like it. Yes. How come I've never heard of? Do you, you want to hear? You about don't even know his name, Micah. Maybe you have. <sighs> I'm sure one it's, of the best, uh, Gary Sanchez. Nope, maternal. Write it in, folks. Write it in. <laughs> I was thinking of one of the most. Re- okay, wait. I'll take a funny story and a sad story. No, okay. the funny story. <laughs> okay. When I became a manager, one of the funny things that we did for entertainment was whenever we had a new employee, would uh, once it got dark, say, "Hey, can you go take the flag down?" And then we'd send them outside, and they'd try to find the flag to take down that we needed folded. Oh, there was no flag. There that's was no so flag mean. Pole. That was one of our um, hazing techniques that's so mean. that we had it was mean uh especially when they went out there for a while and they're like well they're too embarrassed to come back in and we're yes. like well where, where'd clark go how did he still out there looking for the flag <laughs> that's so mean <laughs> a horror story so i became a manager when i was 18 and uh because i started like 15 or so and it just made sense my first ever night closing by myself i'm up and i'm, I'm cashing you know cashing out and my delivery driver comes up, you know, and says, hey, um, uh, you want to come in the back? So-and-so is back there and covered in blood. Like, ha, funny. You're just, give, you know, first night as a manager closing on my own. I go back and one of the delivery drivers I had cut earlier that night did not take enough money home to their abusive significant <gasps> other and had their nose busted oh my god nowhere else to go oh my gosh i mean i was 18 panicking not knowing what the heck to do they were like do not call the police i don't know what to do so of course i called my training manager and got through her barriers of children to connect with she said call the police oh my gosh so first ever closing shift on my own and um had that to deal with oh you don't call the police you you call someone you know who's willing to do some morally flexible Options. I was 18. I didn't know these people, Mike. It's true. Gosh, that was awful. Oh, I, gosh. And there's some other stories. But. Well, they would those those people I am recommending would do some awful things, too. Anyhow, <laughs> then, uh, anyway, taking that to a happier light, other people, I'd send them out to the shed, to the basement of the shed, to get more boxes. Oh. Just oh, I thought similar, you were going to say take them outside vein. behind oh. the shed. Oh, that, too. And so Beat them. We had to... It was... We needed a sitcom. Pizza yes. Hut sitcom. Was, yes. Uh, Mine too. Mine too. We'll be back with some uh, things in the stars and other shenanigans on Nick Snacks. When we come back from this break, stay tuned.
Welcome back to Nick Snacks here on 1310 and 103.1. Gosh, I hate saying them backwards because I just get confused and tongue-tied. I know. What's with that? Well, we just got deep in the last couple of Deep dish, if you will. Literally. We were dishing it deep out. Deep dish style. Deeply. But yeah. not deep dish that you would get at a local spot. I don't know if so we I've never been to Crazy Carl. Some stuff. Uh, <laughs> yes. I missed the eclipse. I can't believe I mixed, missed it. How did you miss it? What were you doing? I don't know. That was the uh, four. Was that the fourteenth? Yep. Uh, about ten a.m. You know what? I think I was on the phone with somebody, and I was like, "Why does it appear dark outside?" Yeah, a lot of people had that where they didn't know the eclipse. Because with a solar eclipse, you can't. I mean, you can't see it. You can tell by the shadows on things because they make that sort of crescent. Oh, I know that's so shape. cool. Oh, so cool. I'm so fascinated by how that happens. Like when you're looking at uh, in, like the the shadow of a tree, mm-hmm. and you get the crescent of the I sun. I know it's so cool. Actually, it's probably not the sun; it's the moon. The moon. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I mean, I remember that from the last solar eclipse we had, which was far more substantial. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in what 2013, I think. Maybe 2015? No, that was... Do you mean the the big one? Oh, yeah, the big one. That, that was, was recent. That was right? Yeah. I think... It's my freshman year of college. The next big one we're going to get, um, the epicenter, if you will, I think is supposed to go through Fort Wayne, my hometown, so I'm planning a trip back because... Oh, fun. Some of my friends went up to Wyoming because that's where it had 100% mm-hmm. of um, darkness for that couple of minutes, and they went up. Of course, the traffic was insane. Right. But I, I said, you know what? Next time that happens... And it goes through yes. my hometown. I'm going to go. That's awesome. Well, we have a lunar eclipse this coming weekend. Um, so this is the end of the eclipse season. So eclipses usually come in twos, sometimes threes. And this eclipse, it's a lunar eclipse on a full moon in Taurus. So essentially kind of what that means. Full moons are always times when you kind of reflect on what has been serving you in your life and what you are prepared to let go of. So this is more of a time to just kind of, if you feel things start to fall away in your life, just kind of let them. Like you mean don't fall apart, fall away. Um. It's much more gentle, <laughs> gentler phrasing, but just kind of let things land where they are and don't try to be too hold on too tight. Um, Taurus is an Earth sign, so Earth signs are very focused on like home base, your life that's right in front of you, and Taurus is a really stubborn sign. So this is a time where there's a lot of, I, in my opinion, eclipse season is always really tough. Like there's a lot of internal struggle that's going on. You feel a little out of step. You maybe don't know why you're feeling some way yet. Like your mind and your body aren't, you're not synced up at all. So I'm kind of excited for eclipse season to be over. Then we also have the start of Scorpio season this week the age of scorpio yes it is so scorpios are like quiet intensity like Mm. they are it is a time of like nose to the ground get your stuff done like but in the scorpio way which is like extremely weird and like the strangest passions in my opinion Mm. so that should be fun you do you you don't like scorpios (laughs) i do like scorpios personally it just it just sounded like you crapped all over scorpios and i just said you don't like scorpios and you're like i do like no i love i love like in what world would i call somebody weird and have that be an insult like for me that's scorpios are very cool scorpios are like the most cool of the zodiac in my opinion maybe sagittarius so you're you're a scorpio then 
No, I'm a Taurus, so this eclipse is hitting me hard. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I don't know what that means. The, well, the eclipse is in Taurus. And is that, so if you get hit hard by the eclipse, do the cops show up and go, hey, whose fault was this car accident here? And I say it was the eclipse. Yeah, I am. I am unfortunately one of those people that does think it's funny to blame the things that happen in my life on astrology. So like when something goes wrong, I'm like, this is 100 percent because of the eclipse. Like there's no way, even though that's just objectively untrue. But well, I would like to do that, too, because I don't want to take personal responsibility for any of my screw ups. And that's the problem with America. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Too many people believe in astrology. Oh, gosh. No, no accountability. It's true. The astrology can only influence how you feel, not how you act. Well spoken. Thank you. Well spoken. Thank you. Drop, <laughs> drop the mic. Metaphorically, metaphorically mic drop. Yep. <laughs> so which which month is the Lexus? <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> so I can't help you, Micah. It's a car thing. Yep. It's a swing and a miss. Well, we're heading into... Halloween. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm so excited. I love Halloween. I think it's... If there's one thing that is like my favorite, it's getting to dress up, like to meet a brief. Oh, it's awesome. I wish there were, I, I don't know. I, Halloween was always hit or miss when I was a kid because in Northeast Indiana, it'd usually be rainy, cold, and wet. Mm-hmm. Probably as it was almost anywhere in the country around yep. October 31st. Um, yeah, and, and so not a lot of fond memories of trick or treating. We weren't the family that hopped in cars and went from neighborhood to neighborhood and just made bank you know it was Mm -hmm. all right that was enough to satisfy us for a while then my dad had his parent tax of of candy i don't know what that is but um you know some of the favorite candies go missing overnight sure checking it for whatever what's in there now usb of banned books or something i don't know i saw a meme like that the other day and it made me chuckle yeah boy we're i just Candy's candy. I know. Kids be kids. I got the most lucky with having a sibling 10 years younger than me. He wasn't into candy, but he was so cute. And I would just take, me and my sister would just split it. It was so awesome. One thing we had a neighbor when I was a kid who would throw in pennies, maybe occasionally a nickel if you were lucky. Oh. And I've done the math as an adult. You know, I bought a lot of candy and handed it out. It loses its luster. When you sit at home and your doorbell rings all the time, and if it's not nice enough to sit out on your porch, then it's just kind of miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, sit down, ah, ding dong, you know, and then you, whatever. So I, at a certain point, just leave it out there. But calculating, okay, it was candy. I got 200 some pieces, 300 pieces, 30, 40 bucks. And I go, if you see maybe 100 trick-or-treaters over the course of a night, okay, I don't know, 25, whatever, you break the math down to. But if she did that with, you know, every kid got three cents, she spent a whopping $3 on, <laughs> on Halloween by throwing three pennies into your... Yep. And he's like, huh. That's smart. <laughs> no. I mean... It's evil. I agree. Was, Give the kids their candy. I'm yet to experience like a real <laughs> trick-or-treater. Like, I went trick-or-treating, but like I have not had anybody come up to my house mm. As an adult ever, but I'm never home. The worst is when I don't have candy, my lights aren't on, and then they still ring your doorbell. How could you not have candy? It's Halloween. You know what? Sometimes I'm just a Grinch. Well. I want to be that person eventually to be able to give out full full and or king size candy bars. Those were like And then people, parents will come to your house and give you the dentist bills. There is, you know, in the neighborhood, there's parents going around with um, their adult beverages 
concealed, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a nod that parents have to the candy giver of a thank you. And it's very it's a special thing. And if you haven't come across that yet, I encourage you to to hang out on your front porch when you're giving things away. I maybe, can't can't maybe wait. Have a, 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 a beverage, and you'll see those parents who are so thrilled to be walking around with their kids in cold temperatures, and it's a it's a connection, a bond that you have. Oh. Once it happens, you'll never forget it. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to Nick's Snacks. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. We've got Alyssa, we've had Micah, we've talked pizza. And that's our cutoff. <laughs>